the biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division II. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. We welcome you into Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania Special Friday Night Edition. I'm Alex Strofe with you live from the ESPN Madison studio. As always, joined by my right-hand man, my partner in crime. He is the dean of area high school sports. He is the great Dennis Semrau. And Dennis, I really appreciate you showing up today because I figured you were probably already out tailgating for the launch coming up tomorrow at Camp Randall Stadium. So thank you for coming into work tonight. Uh, I am not going to make the launch, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm hoping to cover a double header soft or baseball game on Saturday. Uh, assuming the weather helps, yes, uh, right. which it usually does not this time of year. So. This is Portage at Sauk Prairie, and their uh, field is outstanding normally. They do a really good job on it. So I'm hoping they get to see baseball after having three softball games canceled this week. Jeez. Three of them. Yeah. Only in Wisconsin can you have the change of seasons for all the same day, all probably. All the same day, no doubt. And, and I think that's kind of what we've experienced in the last 24 hours, right? We had big storms yesterday, and it's beautiful out today. So I, I, it, it'll never make sense, but uh, here we are in the middle of baseball, softball, and track season. And uh, it's been almost impossible to get outdoors this week, and last week it was 70 degrees out. So none of it will ever make sense to me. But uh, we'll talk a little bit later with the head coach of Sun Prairie East softball, Jamie Olson, who will give us an inside to her team this year, coming off of another state runner-up in the championship game last year in Division One. Did Sun Prairie, now Sun Prairie East, looking a little bit different. So we'll talk with Jamie Olson a bit later in the show, about 6.30 tonight, about that. Coming up next at 6.15, we'll talk with Maddie Wilkie, a former Beaver Dam High School standout, just announced her, tri- her, or her admission into the transfer portal from the University of Wisconsin a couple weeks ago and earlier this week announcing her commitment to the University of Utah. The Utes coming off of a Sweet 16 run in women's basketball this year. So we'll talk with Maddie Wilkie a bit later about her choice to attend the University of Utah this upcoming season. But first, uh, some news and notes from around the area, Dennis. I know it's not football season, but we have football news. The uh, the At Middleton High School, Middleton Cross Plains Area School District approved earlier this week. Uh, co-coaches replacing Jason Pertzborn, Tim Simon, and Joe Poles have been uh, essentially named interim co-head coaches for the upcoming football season. Bring me into that. What do you mean it's not football season? It's always football season. It's always football season. That's true. (laughs) Especially with the NFL draft coming up, right? No doubt. Yeah, Tim was – he coached the Cardinals for 15 seasons. He was the co-head coach for a year before he turned it over to uh, Coach Pertzborn. Um, I think uh, Middleton's pretty lucky to have him because uh, when he was coaching – as the head coach from 2004 to 17, they reached the playoffs every season, state semis in 2009, state quarterfinal appearances a couple of times, 111 and 39 record, 111 wins, wow. 39 losses. Very successful. Uh, he's a physics, he's a, a physics teacher there. Both uh, he and Joe are, are teachers, are in the building, which is real important. And with yeah. the, with the uh, 
Coach Perchborn's resignation with the uh, issues going on over there. Uh, there's a you know investigation into harassment allegations in the program, and hoping things were going to be settled by spring break. Well, spring break's come and gone, hasn't decided, and uh, you've got a situation where uh, we just had the coaches' clinic, and you know you always see when coaching jobs open up that uh, you wonder do people have a grasp have a grasp on reality of what it means timing wise? Yeah. Because now you just missed an opportunity, one, to have access to the Badger coaches, to be able to talk with your peers, to put a lot of things into play. Well, now you're bringing back two coaches. Uh, Joe was the uh, longtime offensive line coach. Tim was also working on the offense as well as uh, he had taken a step back. Uh, He'd been the head coach for a long time and thought uh, it was Jason's turn. And uh, there's a lot of pressure. uh, Coaching is a full-time job. It's a you know, 12 months at once. So I think he wanted to back off a little bit. But to have those two guys now be able to step in, you've got seven on seven, 11 on 11 passing leagues in the summer, your five days of contact, your youth camps, your camps your kids are going to. Middleton's got at least seven all conference players back. Guys are going to be going on to the next level. You've got coaches coming in wanting to look at film and, and, and talk yeah. about that. You've got to have somebody in place. So they offer the job. Twice it was turned down by their final candidate. And I think to be able to get Jason and Joe in there is, is outstanding. And that's my district, so <laughs> I live in Cross Plains. And I really pay attention to that program, which has been successful. You know, uh, they, they, go to stay, they go to the playoffs every year. I mean, that's a given. And now maybe people are upset that they're not getting to Camp Randall. But that's easier said than done when you're in the, in the Big 8. And, no doubt. Uh, you look at how, how tough that uh, – Tough it is to get to the state tournament. So, uh, but I think uh, I think they'll do a good job. But now it's going to be an interim basis. We'll see what happens. You know, when when the coaches passed, I was talking to Rob Reichel, the uh, sports editor of the Middleton Times Tribune, and I said, you know, Tim Simon's there. What do you think? And he goes, I don't know if he'll take it, but it's a logical choice. So, I think that uh, Middleton got lucky right there. Yeah, they got they brought in two guys that know the program and obviously know uh, the responsibilities of a head coach, right? Right, Dennis, because as you just said, it's always football season, right? I mean, this stuff doesn't stop. And when you talk about the summer and the summer and contact days, those are coming a lot quicker than we realize, right? Only seven or eight weeks away are we from from those days. So. Uh, it, it comes at you very, very quick, uh, even though it's only the end of April. So those are the new head coaches again, Tim Simon and Joe Poles, the interim co-head coaches for Middleton High School this upcoming season. And you mentioned the talent they bring back to Middleton. It's impressive, Dennis, but some of the talent going out, including a, a uh, big recruit in the state of Wisconsin, Sam Piloff uh, announces his commitment earlier in the week to the University of Rutgers. He'll be a Big Ten player, Will Piloff. Yeah, that's uh, one where if you look at the roster, there's nobody really from the Midwest. So now they've got a, they're bringing a quarterback in from Detroit, and uh, Sam's got a lot of family out there. His dad's from New Jersey, and when I asked him, uh, you know, any so what what's the connections? He goes North Jersey, South Jersey, Philly, um, Brooklyn. Yeah, he's he's I see you're going to be East, East Coaster now, so yeah. uh, he's looking forward to it. Um, last year, unfortunately, um, they were playing uh, Wanakee. It was the second game of the season. 330-pound offensive uh, or defensive lineman stepped on his foot. He had a high ankle sprain. He missed 
uh, about four or five games. Basically, he only played four. I think the stats list him as seven games, but there was a couple plays here and there in a couple of games. Yeah. So uh, he was a guy that was an all-state type of player. And I mentioned that, well, you know, you didn't have enough games last year. And he goes, I don't care about accolades. I just want to play. No kidding. Now, uh, you know, with all that other stuff going on over at Middleton, uh, you know, waiting to see what's going to happen, uh, there, there's a player right there that uh, there's some good news for Middleton that he's able to be able to commit. And uh, got a nice picture of him with his uh, future head coach. Yeah. That's one another thing we talked about. We talked about this off the, off the yeah, air a little bit. It used to be that, okay, now – when you make a commitment, the, the, the coaches can't say anything until you actually sign the papers. And I used to think, okay, you, you can't have any, you know, like, okay, uh, this guy's coming here kind of a thing. But now, now you all see all these guys with pictures with the head coaches and the position coaches. When did that change? It's it, something that's just gone by. Well, I, I still now. don't think they can make public comment, but they, they, can, they, they can meet with them. They can but, recruit them. And, and they, Sam Piloff, Dennis, when he was asked why he committed to Rutgers, quote, Greg Schiano, end of quote. Yep, yeah, they have a good relationship, and they've been recruiting him for a while. And I believe it went down to Wisconsin, Penn State, and uh, Rutgers. He said were his final three, and just felt that that was a a better fit. He also wanted to get away from from home, and I understand that. My daughter went to Arizona State. You want to talk about getting away from yeah, home? Yeah, no kidding. Two thousand. She went there for a year and ended up being a Badger. So, and with the portal, yeah, yeah, there's no saying he's going to be there for four or five years. Well, he was asked so. about that on uh, Rutgers Wire of, of, of uh, USA Today. He said, uh, I'm a Scarlet Knight. That's it. I'm staying loyal always. So at least for now, Sam well, Pilov saying he's that, very committed. He made that comment about the loyalty they had with him throughout this whole process, and which is why he wanted to go out there. So, again, that's, uh, it tells you the kind of players we're producing from this area, D1. Yeah, and we'll go over a little bit east of our area, but Catholic Memorial's Donovan Harbor, a four-star offensive line recruit. Uh, Wisconsin was in the mix, but ultimately he goes to another Big Ten school. He committed to Penn State earlier this week, Dennis. Yeah, I got a feeling both the guys, they were on Wisconsin's list, but they weren't high prior, higher priorities. And you can only, you know, you want to put a wall around the state, but there's only so many scholarships you have. True that. And you got to take a look at positions. And some years you go, why aren't they going after this guy? Well, maybe they've got enough at that, but there's another position they need. So you know, you, you have to look at uh, the, the whole recruiting thing. You think about this. As soon as you're done, you're already two and three years down the road. It never ends. Right. You, the ultimate 24-7, 365 job is to be a college recruiter. Which is why I, I'm amazed at how long these guys can last at this. It's just you're you're constantly on the road. You're always trying to sell yourself and your program. And now with the portal, I mean, you have to recruit your own players every right. single day. So to be a college coach is just the tremendous uh, responsibility. And I think Wisconsin's got some really good guys in here. You know, all the stuff that I've been – everybody that I talked to. Nolan Vills, there's another one last week, signed his preferred walk-on to Sauk Prairie. And uh, he's, he's proud to be a Badger, uh, a state wrestler. Uh, this year he's going off – he went off for track. His first meet, he threw the uh, shot 47 feet and one. Whoa. Uh, and he hadn't even – it was like, no, just pick it up and throw it. So here's a guy that uh, he's coming in, I think, who's going to be a good defensive lineman for the Badgers down the road. But uh, he talked about just the – he'd been recruited by the previous regime. The new guys came in and kind of had a wait with the portal and everything else. Be patient. But these guys aren't just getting recruited by the head coach or the position coach. 
And uh, Piloff talked about that, too, with Rutgers. Everybody on the staff called or, or when he visited waited to say goodbye before he left. And Wisconsin's doing that with all their guys, too, which, again, if the, you want to create that family atmosphere, put your money where your mouth is. And uh, uh, I kind of like that. But, again, I feel for the college coaches. Again, how <laughs> you like to have to? It's... Hey, I got this guy signed for four or five years. No, you got him signed for today. What about tomorrow? <laughs> it's chaos. We'll talk about the uh, the transfer portal and maybe the benefits of it and the crazy recruitment process. We'll talk with Maddie Wilkie next, who uh, transfers from the University of Wisconsin to the University of Utah beginning next season. She will be able to play immediately due to the new uh, portal rules. So we'll talk with Maddie Wilkie, a former Beaver Dam High School standout. After this, it is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, of course, brought to you by the great folks over at Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years they provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles, the trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to their website, zimbrickhonda.com, to search current vehicle inventory. He's the Dean Dennis Semrau. I'm Alex Strofe. Maddie Wilkie next at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Rolling on, it is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. I'm Alex Strofe, alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau, from the ESPN Madison studio. Excited to be joined now by a brand new commit to the University of Utah, a former Beaver Dam High School standout and a former Wisconsin Badger, the great Maddie Wilkie joining us now. And Maddie, we appreciate you taking the time. I know it's been a hectic uh, couple of weeks for you, so we appreciate you taking the time. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm excited. So, Well, we are too, and we're, exci- we're excited for you. But we, we got to know, I mean, what have the last few weeks been like for you? What, what led you to entering the portal, and what ultimately led you to choosing the University of Utah earlier this week? Yeah, it's been really chaotic. A lot of ups and downs in the past, I'll, I guess it's been almost a month, maybe. Um, so I think for me, I decided leaving just because it ultimately wasn't the best fit for me. Um, I think everyone wants this big story, like something bad that happened, but there really wasn't. I had a lot of really good relationships with people in the program and in the whole university. Uh, So it wasn't an easy decision, but I think for myself and knowing what I want um, and what I need to be successful, um, just like the fit, it just, you can't force, something to work out um, and obviously the transfer portal gives me the opportunity to go find a better fit um, but yeah the first that was hard for me it was a really tough decision but um, Utah like was kind of everything I wanted um, and doing this process a second time I knew exactly what I wanted I knew what I didn't want so my eyes were open up to different things that I might not have paid attention to as much in high school um, and I just loved it in Utah. I love their coaching staff. I love their support staff. Yeah. Um, the players were great. So the relationships there, I could really see um, heading in the right direction. They're just genuine people. Um, 
and I'm very relationship based person. So that was a big um, part for me. And then the basketball side of it, they're really, really good. They play the style that I've always grew up playing. They play fast, uh, play together, um, motion offense. Um, and then the Pac-12, like they're obviously really good conference as well. Um, and then for me, like I always dreamt of playing in the really deep into the NCAA tournament and like final four NCAA championship. And usually as a kid or like even now it's like, yeah, that'd be really cool. But could that actually happen? Like you don't think it could, but um, at Utah, I feel like there's a really, really good chance next year and the years following to do that. Um, so that was really exciting for me. Um, Cause I've played basketball. I love basketball. My whole family, like, it's kind of centered around basketball. So to have the opportunity to work towards a final four, um, it's just really exciting for me. And obviously it's a challenge, but I love a good challenge and I'm willing to travel across the country to go do that. So I'm really excited for that next opportunity. Well, you won two state titles at Beaver Dam. Mm-hmm. You're used to playing four championships. So that obviously, uh, when you take a look at Utah, being in the elite, uh, it was Sweet 16 last year, and they've got the, what, the whole team coming back and uh, the expectations. Uh, that You want to challenge yourself. Is that part of it? Yeah, for sure. And I've always um, I've been blessed to be a part of winning programs and teams. and um, So I think for me to be able to go back to doing that and – have that extra kind of piece of like motivation uh i'm excited and um just to kind of be a part because i've watched it the past two years and i'm like i love watching it but i'm like dang like wish that was me so now to have the opportunity kind of right away to do that um is just so yeah it's exciting for me i love a challenge um and i know that it'll make me a better person and player no matter how it ends up just because I'm I'll be practicing against some of the best girls in the country and playing against some of the best teams in the country. So that in itself, I'm really excited to see like where I go with my skills um, on the court with that too. Yeah, it'll definitely be a challenge and an exciting one at that as we chat with Maddie Wilkie here on Zibraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Alex Strofe, Dennis Semra with you. Maddie, can you talk a little bit about the recruitment process in the portal, right? Obviously, you were very heavily recruited coming out of high school, and that was more of a long process. This has barely been a month. I mean, what was the, the difference here in the portal being recruited to the University of Utah like for you? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, it happened so fast. Like, everyone kind of talks about, like, how crazy the portal is. But, yeah, it was – I'm obviously blessed to have so many different opportunities to go play. But the first day, it was, like, texts and emails and calls and <laughs> calls from people that I didn't know. And, obviously, I think it was easier for me to talk to the coaches that recruited me in high school because I already had that relationship with them. And so, kind of, all my top schools were places that – I had that relationship already, but yeah, the portal is like, it's a no joke. And for me, I knew what I wanted. And so that really helped, um, in just having like been played in, um, college and like connections with people that I played with before, um, that helped me a lot, but yeah, I, it was a lot like the first three days. So Wednesday to like Sunday, I was just trying to organize who I've talked to, like 
trying to like connect with everyone that reached out to me um yeah so it was the first couple of days was chaotic just trying to organize yeah. everything um obviously though i like i said i'm blessed to have that opportunity but it is hard because i don't have a couple of years to make the decision um and then obviously still being in school um and then trying to get my workouts in it was a lot to deal with so to finally make that decision to go to utah it's like another weight lifted off my shoulders and so now i can just kind of um prepare for going to utah and kind of get my life back on track but <laughs> yeah oh, what are you pursuing for a degree um here it was psych uh psychology like rehab psychology um so probably something with psych um i want to coach when i'm done playing so um yeah and you have a pretty good role model in your mom, who's a coach. And uh, yes. b- both your parents were college athletes. Now they didn't have the portal back then, but how? What kind of a factor were they in? Plus, your brothers played college ball. Your mm-hmm. sister will be going that. What was this thing like on the family? Uh, that, when you take a look at uh, mom and dad, uh, have to watch you go through this a second mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I think it was hard for them, but also just because. I rely a lot on them, um, and it was an emotional process for me. Um, So, I mean, they helped me a lot. They were very supportive. Uh, I think in making the decision to go to Utah, um, because they were really good athletes, and they were able to see different parts of the world. My brother playing in college, they were kind of, and my sister's going to South Dakota, which obviously isn't too close to home, but they were all very supportive in me following my dreams and taking this opportunity to really put myself out there, um, which I appreciate. Um, And they're always honest with me, which I like too, but they're also very supportive. Um, They could easily, like they both played basketball, and um, I think they did a good job just being parents this time around um, and encouraging me to do what I wanted um, and to just kind of trust my gut, which I really appreciate because sometimes – I know it'd be hard for me not to overstep, but yeah, they, they helped me a lot through this process. So, yeah. Chatting with Maddie Wilkie here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Maddie, what's the time like, timeline like now for you? When, when do you head to Utah? Do you know your living situation? Because this all has come together so quick. <laughs> I mean, what, what's next for you? Yes, right now we're kind of sorting all of that stuff out, um, which is crazy, but um, hopefully like by the end of the week or next week, I'll kind of know more about the timeline. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to, whenever I go out there to go out there and I know we do summer workouts. So probably June, um, middle to end of June, beginning sometime in June, I'll probably go out there for a few weeks and then okay. come back in August. So in any uh, connections with any of the uh, players on the team? Uh, I love this. It's like uh, I used to say, go west, young man, back in the old days. <laughs> now it's go west, young lady. Uh, so heading out to the west. Uh, any Anybody that uh, helped make that decision for you or that you could talk to from the program? Um, there, Jenna Johnson was – she was supposed to play with me um, on my AU team in Minnesota. But she was hurt that year, so I never got to play with her. But – I do like we do have like a relationship so um I did kind of reach out to her 
Um, and then I played against Gianna, one of their guards, who was really, really good. Um, also, she's from Minnesota, so I played against her in AU um, my last year a lot. And so just knowing both of their games and who they are as people and kind of being um, having that, like, experience with them and playing against them um, and being on the same team as them, just knowing who they are and their families, like, knowing that I would fit in um, with them and then their style of how they play. And um, so other than that, I don't really know a lot of other people out there, which was kind of scary, but um, – I, when I hung out with the girls, like just how genuine they are and they have so much fun and they're all very different, which is um, cool for me, but I could see myself fitting in so easy there. And I felt so welcomed um, the two days I was there. So it's a little scary, but I'm excited to build some new relationships for sure. What do you bring to their program? What are you, what are you going to try to prove out there? What do you think, where do you, how do you fit in your style of play and what would you describe Mm -hmm. to them? Here's, who I am as a player. Yeah. Um, I think for sure, just I'm ultra competitive. So my competitiveness, I love to win. Um, I love doing the dirty plays, the dirty work, the small things that may not show up on the stat sheet, but that every team needs. Um, so I do that. I love to play fast and they play really fast. They shoot a lot of threes, which I also like to do. <laughs> um, and they pass the ball really well. And I'm excited to kind of show that side of my game again. Um, and then I think I can add some more defense. I mean, they're they're really good defensively, but I pride myself heavily on how I defend. So I'm excited to go out and guard some of the Pac-12 guards because I think the Pac-12 has is really guard-heavy and has a lot of elite guards. So I'm excited to um, show everyone my defense on top of my scoring ability. Maddie Wilkie heading to the University of Utah. Go Utes, Maddie. We appreciate you taking some time to chat with us, and I know it's been a a hectic month for you, so we really do appreciate you taking the time and wish you the best of luck out in Utah. Uh, Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Maddie Wilkie. If you missed any of our conversation, you can find it with Scouts on Amanda wherever you get your podcast. Just search Prep Mania. We roll on with Sun Prairie softball coach Jamie Olson right after this. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I got my head out this sunroof I'm blasting my favorite tunes I only got one thing on my mind You got me stuck on the thought of you You're making me feel brand new Rolling on as is Zimbraconda's presentation of Brett Mania here on a Friday night. Alex Grove, the Dean, Dennis Semrai with you from the ESPN Madison studio. Excited to be joined now by the head coach of Sun Prairie East Softball. Uh, she's very familiar with the state tournament. The Cardinals have been there each of the last four state tournaments, runners-up in each of the last three years, and state champions back in 2018. The head coach joins us now, and that, of course, is Jamie Olson. Jamie, we, we know it's a busy time of year for you. We appreciate you taking the time. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. Yeah, and it's it's unique this year, Jamie, because obviously in Sun Prairie we have the split into two schools, right? Sun Prairie softball been such a powerhouse in the state, still is, but obviously a little bit different this year. How, how has the school split affected your team, your numbers? Is it still about normal? How has that you know changed maybe what it looks like for you this year? You know, it definitely has affected our our numbers, um, our our powerhouse. Um, you know, in the 17 years of me coaching here at Sun Prairie High School, 
We have always had a freshman JV and varsity program. Um, when we first started, we would have two freshman teams, um, one JV and one varsity, um, and then it sort of started to dwindle a little bit, but we were, have always been able to carry three teams throughout our program um, until this year. So, you know, a little different, you know, obviously both high schools now are only carrying a varsity and a JV program. So numbers are obviously down um, for our programs, but in a good sense is that it's giving more opportunities for young athletes to be able to experience playing Division One softball. You you talk about numbers now. The pandemic, I think, kind of affected things, didn't it, too, across the board? There's fewer schools. There's some schools in the Big 8 that don't even have a JV team. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, after the pandemic and w- with that, yeah, I mean, it has affected our the Big 8 conference. Um, yeah, I think there's like three or four teams in our conference right now that don't even have a JV team. What the 17 years you've been coaching, what's the biggest difference? Uh, it seems that in a number of sports, I don't know if it's because of the club impact or what, that uh, if kids aren't going to start, they just don't play. I mean, you don't seem to have kids that just mm-hmm. want to be part of a program. Is that Do you think that's true? You know, I don't think it's true. You know, I think kids are, they have more opportunities with other sports. You know, a lot of kids are going out for track. Um, a lot of kids are playing lacrosse and golf and tennis and, you know, soccer. You know, so I think kids have more opportunities to play other sports that may be of interest to them. So I think that's the, the reason. I, I don't think it's because of club ball or anything like that. Um, I just think they have more opportunities. Now, the, uh, you got a chance to play uh, against girls that you'd coach. What was that like, uh, first of all, playing against some Prairie West, and then the blue field? you got to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's always hard because you've are, you know, I've had those girls in the program for a couple years, um, and it's hard in the fact that you've built relationships with them, their parents, their friends, um, you know, it's, that's the hard part. Um, but when you show up to play them, they're the opponent. And you sort of have to have that switch to be able to turn it on and off um, before the game starts. And at the end of the game, that switch goes off. And, you know, there, it was an emotional game. There was a lot of tears shed after the game. You know, just because these girls have played together for so long um, and they have such wonderful friendships, you know, one could live not even a half a mile away and they're attending West, you know. So those friendships are always going to be there. Um, so that's one nice thing, you know, that we're still we're still a community, even though we're at two high schools. Um, you know, the game that we held at West, at Sun Prairie West, you know, it was also for Autism Acceptance Month. Um, so we did some fundraising opportunities and some 50-50 raffles and baskets so we could get the community out and involved. 
Um, you know, and that's a big shout out to Ellen Presto, the head coach, um, and Sadie Brown, her one of her assistants, and Aaron Weber, her assistant. So, you know, we're trying to keep, you know, as much camaraderie as we possibly can, um, even though we, you know, are fighting against each other within the conference. And that's a good point. Now, for the baseball. Uh, May 1st is going to be the Cardinal strikeout cancer. Sun Prairie and uh, Middleton have done this game. Now this year it's going over to Middleton. Could you see mm-hmm. the autism one being maybe a way to keep that rivalry at a good, it's a good rivalry, but not get heated because you have something like that that you're supporting? Yep, yep, that's part of it. You know, we, you know, we don't want to have that you know, big rivalry. We have enough rivalries within our conference. So, you know, it's not just some hurry West, you know, we got Verona, we got Middleton, we got Madison Memorial, you know, I feel like every team that we go up against, it's a rivalry for us. So, (laughs) um, you know, this one, we try to keep it as fun and as lighthearted as we can, you know, just because it's, it's an opportunity to bring these girls together as a community. And how did the uh, fundraiser go for that uh, overall? You know, it was it was great. Um, a lot of money was raised um, for the autism acceptance. Um, you know that they were going to be you know handing out. Um, you know, we actually brought some of our special needs students in um, for the game, and they were able to sing the national anthem for us. They were able to throw out the first pitch. Um, they got to take the field with the Madison West players. Um, so it was really nice. It was it was wonderful to see. That is terrific. As we chat here on Prep Mania with the head coach of Sun Prairie Softball, Jamie Olson. And, and Jamie, you mentioned obviously the splits affected things a little bit, but you guys have been such a powerhouse consistently of a softball team. Tell us a little bit about this year's Cardinals. What have you seen that you liked? Maybe what are you trying to improve, improve on as, as we move in the season? Tell us a little bit about your team this year. You know, like, you know, every team is going to be different come year to year. Um, This team brings a totally different vibe um, to our program. You know, we have a lot of young kids within our program this year. Um, You know, we got four top seniors that have had the opportunity to play at that level um, of play. Also some juniors and sophomores, you know, but, you know, our thing is, is that, you know, we may look small, we may look young, but we're going to go out and we're going to challenge every team that we go up against. Um, you know, I got Taylor Baker back on the mound, um, and she's splitting time with McKenna Gross. Um, those two girls and their composure on the mound have been absolutely amazing the last seven games. Um, you know, Taylor, you know, when she's not pitching, you know, she's playing third. She's playing first. Um, McKenna, same thing. You know, when she's not pitching, she's playing second. Um, So we at least have a lot of versatile athletes within our program, which is really nice to see. Um, You know, and we have some great leadership that is keeping our team together. Um, you mentioned Taylor. Uh, she's going to be headed to South Dakota State to pitch, correct? Correct. Any other players going to be playing college ball at, uh, on your roster or on the Sun Prairie roster? 
Yep. Um, Grace Cramschuster, who is my shortstop third baseman, she is going to Chattanooga, Tennessee to play. Yeah. Um, And Kenzie Longley, um, she's my left fielder. Um, She is going to Oshkosh. Excellent. Then you lost the Royal Sisters, right? Yeah, we lost the Royal Sisters. And what one of them is going to be playing? Is it uh, Isabel? Yep, Isabel is going to be playing um, at St. Louis. Well, this is a lot uh, <laughs> for your program, doesn't wow. it? Uh, being able to produce yeah. that type of talent. Yeah, it is. It you know it says a lot. Um, you know, but you know what? Kudos to these girls that have put in the time um, through the spring, through the winter, and then playing every weekend over the summer for club ball, you know, a lot of kudos goes out to them for putting in all the hard work and dedication. I did ask you about that blue field over there. (laughs) I had a coach from another team say, it's almost like, you know, your equilibrium is a little bit off. You want to describe what that was like for your kids to play over there? Yeah, it almost felt like I was on a boat um, (laughs) and sitting in some beautiful blue waters. Um, but yeah, it is. It definitely throws your your balance off. Um, you know, it's a. I'm not gonna lie. It is a beautiful field, but you know, I I hope when Sun Prairie East High School goes to turfing our field that we don't do something like that. I want to keep it as natural as possible. It's not gonna be red, right? Yeah, bright red. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Now, when I talked to you last year, you said you like that the dirt infield, but maybe maybe yeah. come around a little bit. And is, is there a? Uh, it's in the works that uh, they're going to turf that, and also I guess the baseball field uh, over at uh, Sun Prairie West then, because Sun Prairie East was the first baseball area yeah. uh, field in the area to go turf. Yep, yep. They're looking. I know that. I think they're still trying to figure out budget um, where they're going to start and all that. Um, but yeah, you know, at first I've always been like dirt, dirt, dirt. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you with this, with when we get three seasons in the spring, um, I guess I really want that turf now. Yeah. Um, just to have the opportunity to be able to get outside and play and practice. We honestly have only practiced out on our field twice. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of teams that have turf have that advantage over us. You know, it's a totally different bounce, you know, with a ball on a gym floor than a dirt or turf. So, you know, when we go into games, you know, it's like I try to hit the ball as hard as I possibly can at them and as many times as I can during warm-ups so that they can get some reps. Yeah, no doubt about it. As we chat with Jamie Olson here, the head coach of Sun Prairie Softball. And, Jamie, we were talking a little bit off the air. With the weather in Wisconsin, you're kind of getting into that meat of your schedule, right, where you have weeks that you, where you may have three, four, or even five games within a week. How, how does you know your practice strategy and maybe the way you approach those weeks change week to week, given that some weeks, like I said, can have four or five uh, games within them? Yeah, well, you know, I think we've practiced – enough right now inside um, that we're ready to go. You know, it's nice to be able to have at least one day off during the week um, so we can go over our basic fundamentals, our defensive plays, our offensive plays. Um, 
you know, but like you said, when games are going to be, you know, you're getting five, six games a week. It's a lot. It's a lot on our, on the girls and and for any program, um, you know, especially softball, you usually can utilize one pitcher where I have two to three pitchers I can utilize. So, you know, it's, uh, it's different where, you know, I'm ready to go every day. And I know my girls are ready to go every day, too. So we're just ready to play some ball now. Well, we hope uh, Mother Nature cooperates here the rest of the spring and you guys are able to get out and get some wins. That's Jamie Olson from Sun Prairie East. Jamie, we really do appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you, Alex and Dennis. I definitely appreciate the time, too. And we will uh, look forward to cheering on the Cardinals the rest of the season. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Wrapping up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania here on your Friday night. Again, a big thanks to Jamie Olson, the head coach of Sun Prairie East, and Maddie Wilkie now of the University of Utah, former Beaver Dam High School standout. For joining us tonight, I'm Alex Stroke, alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau from the ESPN Madison studio. And Dennis, it's uh, it's always good to hear for, from uh, from both of those guys, Maddie Wilkie and Jamie Olson, uh, speaking of, about their uh upcoming decisions and uh, of course the upcoming season still ongoing for Sun Prairie East High School but a couple other news and notes to hit before we wrap up tonight's show first Dennis uh, the WIA releases its scholar athletes for this year uh, I believe 36 uh, student athletes excuse me 32 student athletes from across the state and four in the area getting honored uh, on that list yeah they honor four by division boys and girls so they go divisions one through four now some sports have five some right. have three but they've been doing that for a long time they said almost these 1100 plus ath- student athletes have been honored since the program began in 1984 this year 831 seniors were nominated for the award there's 517 high schools in the state so uh, I mean that's an awful lot of numbers, a lot of people to go through, a lot of applications to go through. So this is, uh, I, I think, probably the, the, the most special award you can get. It's for multiple sport athletes, academics as well. And we'll start out with Griffin Empey, who was a UW Credit Union student athlete, one of our first yeah. ones last fall. He also is getting a scholarship with the Wisconsin Football Foundation. One of four athletes will talk about that next week. Yeah, MP from Stoughton High School. Stoughton High School, a 3.97 grade point average, 11-time letter winner across three sports, wrestling and football, and what's his other, oh, other sport? Uh, track and field, I believe, Yep. That spring. They don't list the other sport here. Um, <laughs> whoops yeah uh, <laughs> anyway he's going to plan on studying engineering and he'll play football at North Dakota State wow. University uh, but each of these student athletes had an essay to write too so uh, if you go to the uh, WI website you can check out uh, the essays for each of the questions of uh, you know what it means for them to be a student athlete and uh, you see what's more about wins and losses right but then Drew uh, Regnier R-E-G-N-I-E-R, I believe that's Rainier is how you pronounce it. It goes back to uh, he's a track and cross-country guy. He's going to be uh, competing in college. He is the reigning 400-meter champ wow. in uh, track and field. Yeah, Drew from Wanakee High School. Right, he'll be going to North Carolina Chapel Hill to compete in track and field. Go Tar Heels. 
and study computer science. There you go. And I wore my Tar Heel sweatshirt yesterday, so, Dennis. We should have talked about this well, yesterday. Well, and he's got a 3.99 <laughs> grade point average. Wow, that's impressive. And then wow. we look at uh, Lucy Stry, brother Marty's over at uh, playing football for the Badgers. Yeah. Lucy is actually the first Sun Prairie athlete ever to get this award. Right. And uh, 3.87 grade point average. She has lettered eight times in golf, basketball, and soccer. She's also uh, president of the National Honor Society. Very impressive for Lucy. And she intends to study pre-business at Wisconsin. Wow. And then uh, from Oregon High School, Fitchburg, Dasha Vorontsov, V-O-R-O-N-T-S-O-V. Vorontsov is what I'm going to go with. Say it confidently. Okay. 4.0 grade points. She's been perfect. Good for Dasha. Six varsity letters, four in cross country, two in track. She's a part of the, again, the National Honor Society. Outstanding. Was a state track qualifier. Going to study kinesiology in Spanish. Wow. Wisconsin. Wow. So those four were now made it for Division I boys and girls. Uh, and we, I know we had others in Divisions 2 and 3, but you look at uh, there's a Rhett uh, Koenig from Prairie to Sheen. It's probably the closest in our area of the other divisions. But uh, to get this award, uh, you know, it, it's the Heisman, actually. And there's a high school Heisman award that goes out across the, the country. We've had athletes from our area nominated for that before. I'll have to see what's, what's going on for that this year. But uh, the award ceremony is going to be Sunday, May, May 7th at 1 o'clock at the, uh, uh, up at the Hilton Garden Inn in Wausau. There you go. And how about this for a keynote speaker? Anne-Marie Anderson, Emmy Award-winning sports broadcaster. Pretty good. One of the most experienced female play-by-play announcers in the country. There you go. So, um, and that is the WIAA Scholar Athlete Award, and you can find more information on that on the WIAA's website. WIAAWI.org is the yeah. website for that. Tom Shafransky from the uh, WIAA is one that helps put this together. Right. This year, 15 of the, uh, of the uh, 32 were 4.0 students. That's and impressive. of the 32, they have already earned a total of 294 varsity letters in three and a half years. That's if, not counting if, spring. If you combine me and Dennis, we might get up to a 4.0 grade point average from our GPAs in high school. I think if we, if we put our twos, if I put both of our GPAs together, we might have well, a 4.0. I, I had one for my journalism. If everything else, forget it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it me like, too. Show up for your J classes, yeah. for show up for your major, and then just sleep by. Just get why? through the rest. Get why? Because rest. I was either uh, doing stats for basketball or uh, working with a baseball team. Though. Real quick, Dennis, last thing tonight, the Cardinals strikeout cancer baseball game coming back up on May 1st between Sun Prairie East and Middleton. This year being played at Middleton High School. Uh, that's coming up on May 1st. Yeah, it is, and the activities will start about 4.30. The game's just after 5 o'clock. Um, this will be the ninth annual to raise money for the American Family Children's Hospital. So far, they've raised over $152,000. Over 30000 of that was raised last year. And that's to support all those uh, touched by childhood cancer. And they have a number of honorees and people that have been battling cancer that will be uh, – uh, either throwing out the first pitch, singing yeah. the national anthem, but you know it's a big rivalry, Middleton and uh, and now Sun Prairie East. So I'm not sure Sun Prairie West will probably get, figure out some way to get in, but um, it's Cardinals 
So sorry, Sun Prairie West, you're the Wolves. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, but it is a battle of the Cardinals, and for a while they had a stretch where whoever hosted lost the game. The other, the away team seemed to win. Yeah, but uh, I believe uh, Sun Prairie has won the last few because. Uh, well, they've been stacked. Prairie, right. yeah, they've been stacked, no doubt about it. Well, that'll do it for us tonight here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. If you missed any of our conversation tonight, you can find it WisconsinOnDemand.com, the Wisconsin On Demand app, or wherever you get your podcast. Just search Prep Mania. For the Dean, Dennis Semrau, I'm Alex Strofe. This has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania.